Welcome to the No Things Considered podcast. My name is Tim Young. You probably already know that, though, if you're listening to it. And you probably also follow me on Twitter at Tim Runs His Mouth or read my columns at The Washington Times or see me on Fox 5 as a contributor on Friday nights. By the way, I'm recording by an open window because it's gorgeous outside in Washington, D.C. You know, we're all supposed to be staying at home. So that's what I'm doing today. So if you hear a dog barking because somebody can't keep their dog's mouth shut or you hear birds or something else, uh, that's, you know... That's that. That's what the outdoors sound like. So uh, we're having a good time, though. Uh, Bernie Sanders, this is what I want to talk about. Bernie Sanders just dropped out of the Democratic primary. Well, did he really drop out? He's saying he's suspending his campaign. But the whole problem here is that he's continuing to keep his delegates. He's not handing them over and he's not removing himself from any of the upcoming elections. So all of these primary elections are coming. He's only behind Joe Biden by 300 delegates, and he says it's impossible to win, but I think he's holding out hope that something might change without spending any money. He's going to go into the convention with all of these delegates and wield his power around just in case there's some sort of a brokered convention and he still has a chance to win. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. Biden is the presumptive nominee. Of course, he's right now in some sort of a bunker somewhere. They're hiding him so that he doesn't speak publicly or challenge people to push up contests or forget people's names or what state he's in or, uh, you know, that he's even running for president. So Bernie knows. Bernie knows what he's doing. The DNC knows what they're doing. They want their person who they can control in and, and they work well with Biden and those establishment Democrats. Meanwhile, you have... Uh, the far left, like AOC, who's going to be left stranded. Who, who does let's, there's so much to unravel here. And that's what I wanted to talk about on the podcast today. I do these with no notes. Most of the time you could probably tell, but I want to, I want to unravel each piece of this. First of all, what happens to the Bernie supporters? How does the DNC number one, take a look at full, like full arenas, Full parks. Bernie Sanders had the largest Democratic rally of any candidate on the left throughout the entire primary campaign. He filled that park in New York. I think it was like 20,000 people or something. I think that was a little overreported, but it was still thousands upon thousands of people. And then you look at Joe Biden, who can barely fill a quarter of a bingo hall, doesn't remember his name, physically assaults people who uh, disagree with him, uh, calls people fat. Calls people horse, horse face pony soldiers or whatever it is, the dog face pony soldiers. I can never get it right because I'm not a confused old man and I have other things to talk about. Calls names, mouths off at people, can't fill a bingo hall even a quarter of the way. And he's the nominee over, over Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, who gets thousands and thousands of people, has young people motivated, has people coming out. What is the DNC thinking other than they know they're going to lose again? For some reason, they think that they can convince people to support Joe Biden, who doesn't know where he is, doesn't know that he's running for president, forgot who his wife was on stage, forgot about that. Who is AOC going to support? Look, she's dumb, but she's not that dumb. She's, she threw her support, so did uh, the... The, uh, the squad or whatever you want to call them. I could care less what you call them. What's it? Her, Tlaib, uh, uh, Omar, and then the other one. Nobody can ever remember the fourth one. It, it happens all the time. When there's a team of four, you know. I mean, other than when there's a catchy song like the Ninja Turtles, you know, you, you know each one of the Ninja Turtles and their roles. I won't recite it for you. I have nothing to prove on my nerddom. But where does she go? Where does the squad go? They're not going to Joe Biden. Are you kidding me? 
I think one of the biggest things with each of them is that they don't want to be proven to be hypocrites. And that's something that's very important to them. And they would all be hypocrites if they went with the establishment candidate. At least Elizabeth Warren was kind of an outlier and had, you know, far left progressive ideals. Let's talk about Elizabeth Warren, though. Well, before we get to Elizabeth Warren, I think they end up supporting some sort of democratic socialist for, for president and not uh, Joe Biden. I think that's where they go. And I want you to debate that with me if you can. But let's talk about Elizabeth Warren. Donald Trump tweeted out this morning. He thanked Elizabeth Warren for helping, uh, you know, helping st staying in the race long enough to take votes away from Bernie. And that's exactly what she did. That's exactly what her role was. On Super Tuesday, she stayed in when all of the other Democratic uh, nominees, nominees, uh, candidates dropped out. So everyone who would take votes away from Biden dropped out. And somebody who would take vo votes away from Bernie, Elizabeth Warren, stayed in. That was strategy. This was all her. If she would have dropped out, Bernie probably would have pulled more states. He definitely would have pulled more states on Super Tuesday. This was this was rigged. The DNC rigged it against Bernie again. It's so obvious. And anybody who believes otherwise is just a stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. Because when you take a look at it, it was very clearly the de the deck was stacked against Bernie. And, and that, that was that. That's what the DNC wanted. Maybe, maybe Bernie's getting a fourth house out of this. It just seems every time he runs for president, he ends up getting a house and a car, right? Maybe they got a good deal for him. Maybe there's something there. He's going to break ground somewhere. East Hamptons, out there with the Obamas. Maybe it's time for him to, you know, get involved, get a, get a nice Netflix deal, deal or something for himself. Get some sort of comms deal. Maybe he'll move to Russia. He seems to love that place. You know, for all the things that they said, you know, how, how Trump is a Putin puppet, etc. He seems, he seems like somebody who's loved the place. He went there on his honeymoon. Who goes to Russia on their honeymoon? He's like, hey, honey, let's go hang out in some bread lines. I'm just not sure. I just don't know where this go. This goes for, I don't understand what they're thinking either. So if for some reason Bernie shows up to the, the convention and has enough delegates to, to toss up the convention and make it a, a brokered convention. I mean, hell, that would be fun. He suspended his campaign, but he hasn't dropped out quite yet. I think that's what we're getting from this. Because he's got a plan. Who knows what it is? Keep the party divided up until the convention. Very smart. Donald Trump should send him a thank you card and a signed MAGA hat. I just, it's, it's mind-blowing to me that that's where this went. So let's talk about uh, Biden. So if Biden's the nominee, what's this campaign going to be like? He's going to try to avoid debates. He's got to avoid debates. I mean, if you think about it, Donald Trump against Ber Bernie Sanders, you may not like Bernie Sanders. You may not like his policy. But Donald Trump versus Bernie Sanders in a, a policy debate. Look, Bernie's far left. Donald Trump is a, a moderate Republican, conservative in some aspects. They would go head to head on policy. They'd have to argue facts and figures. Both, both of them are good at that. Both of them are qualified to do that. Joe Biden can't remember where he is and he gets very angry very quickly. He pokes at people when he's not smelling their hair. If he likes you, he smells your, your hair or lets you rub his uh, leg hair. If he doesn't like you, he pokes at you and challenges you to a push-up contest. He gets very angry very quickly. I just think... It would have been a, a pretty even debate match, Bernie versus Trump. You might disagree with me. I think they're an even match. Biden, however, when Trump starts beating him up, it's he's, Trump is going to be accused 
of elder abuse. Trump is going to stomp this guy into the ground. Biden can't remember half the things he, he says half of the time. I mean, like somebody said on Twitter today that Donna Brazil could help him cheat in the debates. Donna Brazil can't help that man cheat in debates because the man can't remember anything. You'd have to have, it's required in order to remember the debate questions that you have the memory capacity to do so. Joe Biden doesn't have that. And then we move on to who Joe Biden would pick for his vice presidential candidate. I'm telling you right now, it will not be Kamala Harris because the Democrats already know that they can carry California. It might be one of the two places they can carry. They're in New York. It's going to be Stacey Abrams. I keep saying Stacey Abrams over and over again. They met many, 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 many times before, this, before he announced his candidacy, the whole nine. She has been a fantastic imaginary governor of Georgia. She's had a full plate down there. She's really been handling it well. She's been getting out all these, these go, get whatever, get out the vote efforts. I've never seen her doing anything other than talking on The View. They've kept her in the public eye for a reason. Kamala has disappeared. Democrats don't need California. They're going to win it. They need the South, and they think that Stacey Abrams, for some reason, she's also a little bit of a, a far-left activist, so she can carry maybe some of those Bernie voters. I doubt it. Not enough. And they're also playing the demographics game. We already know they're going to play the demographics game. It's getting old at this point. But I mean, they didn't play it with the camp, the, the, the primary election. You know, they had all this whole diverse. They, they touted that they had the most diverse candidates ever. They had the most women candidates ever. They had, you know, gay candidate, blah, 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 blah. And they end up with a straight white man who doesn't know where he is. So where does this go? If, if numbers, if you're looking at numbers, number one, Donald Trump's approval rating is higher than Obama's was at the same point in his first term. Donald Trump's also handling, you know, the only people who don't think that Donald Trump is handling this coronavirus outbreak and pandemic well are people with Trump derangement syndrome or people who are paid by China. So I look at that and I go, okay. Sorry, I'm, I'm adjusting myself on the not. I'm actually sitting on my bed in the window here in my place, in case you want to know, in case it sounds sexier than I'm sitting on my bed. I'm not in a formal studio. I just have a cold microphone sitting with my computer on my bed. I mean, wh where does this go? If you want to look at the numbers, the NRSC, that's the uh, National Republican Senatorial Committee, just set record fundraising numbers forever in their first quarter of 2020. And those numbers, those record numbers are double, nearly double what their best quarter was ever before. Think about that. Now the Trump campaign's already set record numbers. The RNC has already set record numbers, but now the NRSC setting record numbers in fundraising. If you think about that, you think about where this is going. Then you think about too, that Adam Schiff, who's lost his mind and, and Nancy Pelosi, who's just as bad, are setting up a commission now to potentially go after Trump. They want to investigate the coronavirus pandemic and, and Trump's response to it. They're going to somehow try to blame it on him. We're going to get to that in a second. To maybe try to move forward with another impeachment? Are you kidding me? That is the best get-out-the-vote effort and best fundraising uh, effort and, and PR effort that Democrats could have for Donald Trump. That's when they were setting all these record numbers. Last year when, uh, I can't even believe it was last year, when they were when they were doing the impeachment, when they were moving forward with the impeachment inquiry and all of that garbage, the numbers were hitting record highs. They need to leave it alone. 
Their best bet is letting Trump screw up on his own, which I don't think he's going to do. But if they would have just shut up for three years, I think they'd have a fighting chance right now. <clears throat> Sorry. Clearing my throat. I put my hand on my face there, too, so kill me. I just don't understand what they're thinking. I don't understand. They have all of these million-dollar political consultants, these, these millionaires that go around and tell them what to do. None of these consultants can be looking at what's going on right now and saying, this is a great idea. Keep moving forward with this plan. And if you're going to go after Trump on the coronavirus thing, if you're going to investigate Trump, surely you look at all of the Democrats, including Nancy Pelosi, who said that it was racist or xenophobic for Donald Trump to close the borders early to China when he was right about that, and encourage people to go out to Chinatowns for food and go to parties and go to, uh, what is it, the Chinese New Year parade and go to Mardi Gras and go out and have parties and socialize with people and don't stay in. All of these people said to do that before turning around and saying that Donald Trump screwed something up. You got to, at some point, people are waking up. People have to be waking up to this. People have to be waking up and seeing exactly what's happening. I had a, a very good friend of mine who's a very big liberal. Yes, people with different politics can be friends. Who turned to me very early on when coronavirus started and there were these stay-at-home orders and, and they said to me, why are we giving money and funding to other countries when we need to be taking care of Americans first? Why are we diverting money other, to other countries before we take care of our own? And I look at him and I go, hey, you want a MAGA hat? That's, the, that's exactly what America first is. And he kind of grumbled. And I go, what did you think it was the entire time? You, you didn't actually believe it was something racist. The whole concept of America first is that we take care of our own, we take care of Americans before we take care of the rest of the world. And now that we're in a essentially wartime scenario against a pandemic, you look at it and you go, oh, wait, we need to be America first. Why are we taking care of other people? We need to shut down the borders. We need to protect our people. We need to get all of the equipment we can get. Why weren't the reserves stocked up more? Why are our American countries, uh, Amer sorry, American companies selling to other countries that aren't America? Why is that happening? Why isn't America first? Oh, that's because all of our policy before Trump was more of a globalist type policy that wasn't putting America first. And Donald Trump came in and said, no, we need to change that. It's, it's unbelievable. They're going to somehow try to blame Donald Trump when the World Health Organization said that there was no human to human, uh, uh, contagion or, or, uh, you can't catch it through, you can't catch coronavirus through human-to-human -human contact. That's Donald Trump's fault for listening to them? Actually, he broke from them and shut down the, the border to China. Our CDC saw something different. But somehow that's Trump's fault? What, what, what is this investigation going to go into? They, then they had uh, hydrochloroquine. Can't believe I remembered that. Without any notes and remembering to pronounce it. When that started showing promise... Everyone was like, oh, well, the president said it, so that can't be a thing. Are you kidding me? You hate Trump so much that you're willing to write off a possible treatment? They're still writing it off as Trump touted. Do you think he's winging this? Do you think he randomly? Look, all these critics of Donald Trump say he's so stupid. So if he's so stupid, then where in the hell would he have gotten the idea to, to treat people with hydrochloroquine? He's not dumb. He's listening to top doctors. He's listening to our top researchers. The guy's smart as any president would, listening to our top researchers to try to find a cure 
or try to find a way to alleviate coronavirus. Now, how in the world can you spin that to be negative? There are people who had banned hydrochloroquine. I think there was a governor or two, uh, lefty governors, who were like, yeah, no, we're not going not gonna to let people take that. Because of Trump, really, your Trump derangement syndrome would let people die? That's where this is now. I've ranted enough today. I want to thank you guys for following me on Twitter. Thank you for following me here. If you like the podcast, please uh, comment, share, subscribe, click that heart button, share it with your friends. I know uh, times are kind of boring and and you're stuck inside the house. I'm glad that I can share with you and I'm glad that I have the equipment to share with you guys. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are trying to dig for money from you. I'm not. I just want you guys to listen and uh, and have a good time and be entertained. And uh, thank you all for listening. This is the No Things Considered podcast. My name is Tim Young. You can follow me at Tim Runs His Mouth. I won't say that I'm very, very close as I watch my numbers like a crazy person. I'm very close to 250,000 followers on Twitter. And I thank all of you for following me there. I've been doing some lives there as well. Thanks for everything that you guys do for me, and I'm glad that I can be here to entertain you all and, and at least provide some levity and some uh, some explanation sometimes for certain policies. So, again, thank you for everything, and uh, stay safe. We will uh, I will come back with more policy and more boring things that I will try to make fun for you very, very soon. This is the No Thanks Considered Podcast. My name is Tim Young. Thanks again. Talk to you soon.